Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy some teaching, healing, and prophetic ministry from one of our Encounter and Equip services. Welcome, everyone. My name is Cindy Hatcher, and I'm our worship leader and director of Transformation and Equipping here at Legacy. And I have the awesome privilege on the last Sunday of the month to, to host what we call the Encounter Sunday. Not that we don't encounter him all the time, everywhere we go, whenever we want, and every Sunday morning. Amen? But what we believe in this house is that we are to equip the body, equip the saints for the work of ministry. And that's everybody, every single one of you has a call and a purpose. When he called you son and daughter, when he called you his own, when he welcomed you into the kingdom family, he said, now you have purpose, you have a plan. And I absolutely believe that uh, right now and in this season, there's a great awakening and a shifting that the Lord has been happening. Everybody's been seeing it. We've been all feeling it. The culture shift, the war that's going on between the world and the kingdom. And the Lord is making a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. He's the God of every breakthrough. He is still into miracles, signs, and wonders. He's the God who saves, heals, and delivers. He sets free so that you are whole in him and that you lack nothing. He is the great shepherd. He is our protector, your provider, your healer, our high king of heaven, as we sang this morning. And the invitation that I shared with you at the beginning of the service, I really feel like the Lord is saying it's time to come up higher. He wants to release greater levels of joy in your life. He wants to release hope in your life. And in every place where there's been pain or trauma or hurt, he wants to heal you in those places. And sometimes they happen miraculously with a supernatural encounter of God and it's gone. I've seen way too much to tell you right now. Way too many stories. I- I'd love to share some of the testimonies I will, but, but there are so many times if you look in your life, God showed up. And he did some things to make you know that he was real. And if you have not had that encounter, he is inviting that to you this morning. He wants to encounter you in the place of his presence because in his presence there is his power because it's about the person of Jesus Christ. And you can know your Bible and read your Bible. I pray that you do. You can encounter the Logos word, but it is a living word. There is a rhema that's on that Logos. There's the Holy Spirit. And there is much of my life where I was never told about a Holy Spirit until someone was baptized. Never heard it, never talked about. But when I encountered the Holy Spirit, I recognized the one whom Jesus said, it is good for me to go so that the Father can send you the advocate, the counselor, the comforter, the paraclete, the one who has all wisdom and, and these gifts that he wants to impart and empower you so that you can live the fullness of the life that Jesus paid for this side of heaven. Read your Bible. When Jesus was alive, he breathed upon them and imparted to them while he was alive so that they can do the things that they could not do on their own. They could not do it on their own, but they went in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, he multiplied that for himself. And then when it was time for him to go, he said, it's good for me to go away now because now the Father is going to send the one who's been empowering me this whole time into you and on you. He wants to be not just in you, but on you. And there was a time where I had an encounter with a, with a lovely Pentecostal woman who said that I didn't have the Holy Spirit. And I, and, and, and I understood what she meant. I'm going to, let me finish my story. <laughs> and we're like, ouch, yeah. Of course, everything inside of me was like, liar. <laughs> I have Jesus, so of course I have the Holy Spirit. But I knew it, I didn't know what she meant until later. Because the church that I grew up in didn't talk about the Holy Spirit, so I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. I I was in a denomination that loved the word, taught me the word, and I'm so thankful. And that part of the body of the Christ is beautiful. Please hear me. This is not, uh, you know, we are, there's only one church, guys. Okay? There's only one church. It's all the churches are supposed to be in the kingdom. They are in the kingdom. The kingdom's just not in every church all the time, right? There's just a partial understanding of things. But I didn't know what I didn't know until Holy Spirit himself had to show up. He had to fend my mind to reveal my heart and make me hungry for something I didn't understand. So what I do, I went straight to the word, started searching the scriptures and 
and she specifically highlighted the book of Acts. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to read the book of Acts. I'm going to find out some stuff. But then again, it made me hungrier. And then I saw people having encounters with the Holy Spirit that I didn't understand. Chris and I were in charge of a youth ministry at one point in time. We were leaders and we were at the service where we encountered Holy Spirit and our kids were getting wrecked and started speaking in tongues. And I didn't understand it, but I knew it was in the Bible and I didn't understand it. I was like, what is this weirdness? What is this? Right. And this is before I knew anything of the Holy Spirit, but I had to have an encounter with the real God to explain what was going on. And of course I asked the leadership and I wasn't really satisfied to be honest with some of the answers they gave me. Cause I was like, but I, here's what I see in the word and I don't hear you talking about Holy Spirit. So what's up? Now I can be challenging. God made me this way. I apologize to you on some level, but I'm not sorry either. Right? Like, because he made me this way. So I challenged leadership because I was like, help me understand. I want the fullness of the gospel that Jesus paid for. And the fullness of the gospel that he preached was the gospel of the kingdom, not just the door of salvation. That's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. As I said, in that picture of the house, guys, I hope that this burns in your brain and you never forget the picture. If you've invited Jesus into your house, that's great. Let them all the way in. Let them all the way in. Don't just hang out in the entryway and say, you're okay. You're good. You've got your ticket. No, there's so much more. There's so much more and there's so much renovating he wants to do. And there's so many wonderful things that he wants to take you into all the other rooms and in the secret place in your prayer closet. He wants to take you into the backyard. He wants to take you in the front yard. He wants to take you into all the world to change the world so that his name is famous, not yours for him to be famous, but he will use you if you will humble yourself and you'll surrender to the call that he puts on your life as a chosen one says all are called but few are chosen what does that mean all are called but few are chosen meaning not everybody actually accepts and steps in even not everybody who says yes to jesus he says a very scary scripture that says some of you will say i've done this in your name i've i've healed the sick and raised the dead in your name i've done the miracle signs and wonders in your name and he'll say to you go for me i did not know you So please hear me when I say we talk about the gifts here because we believe in the gifts of Holy Spirit. And that's what the Encounter Sunday is about. We want to equip, we want to activate, and we want this to become a lifestyle. Because it didn't happen typical church Sunday morning, maybe at the altar after the service is over, of course. We have an altar team here who's always willing to pray with you, prophesy over you, pray for healing or whatever. But why do we take up an entire Sunday and not really have a, 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 a typical sermon because we want to activate the body of Christ to recognize the gifts are alive and well. Holy Spirit is alive and well, and he wants to activate you. He wants to activate you and empower you, because it's not about those in church leadership who are going to do the work. He said he gave some of, of the people to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. Why? To equip the saints for the work of ministry, your ministry, whatever it is that he has you doing everywhere else not just inside the four walls of the church, but outside everywhere. The church is an ecclesia. It's a governing body of, of Jesus on the earth. And we have to be unified as family to be able to preach the gospel with our lives, not just our words, but with our lives, our actions, how we operate. And I've seen way too much division come in the body of Christ. We've all seen it. Everybody has a little bit of church hurt. But let me tell you, if you've got still church hurt, it's because you haven't been following Jesus enough to let him heal your hurt. A lot of times people see us leaders or other people and they get wounded, offended, hurt, whatever it is. You guys know what I'm talking about. That's why there's so many different denominations, over 300 different denominations. Because <laughs> the body of Christ, if we actually got unified, what would take place? Come on. Jesus started with 12. And he changed the world with 12. And, then, and, and every time you read through the scripture, read through the book of Acts this week and just recognize how many times they multiplied and 2,000 and 3,000 and whatever came. Come on, think about that number right now. 2,000? 3,000 in a day? Like multiplication happens. Scripture says if one puts 1,000 to flight, two put 10,000 to flight. Multiplication happens when we unify, when we're one. And if you go through John 14 through 17, I don't have time for it today, but John 14 through 17, all Jesus prays and talks about is your oneness. If you'll abide in me and I in you, then we are one. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Abide in me. I'm the vine. You're the branches. You'll bear much fruit when you're with me. But we also have to be with one another. So that's what we're doing today. Why do we do this? 
because you are a representation of Jesus on the earth. We don't need the gifts in heaven. We won't need the gifts in heaven. We won't need to prophesy. All of that's going to go away. Healings, miracles, we don't need any of that. In heaven, it's all done and taken care of. So we need it now. And we need the body of Christ to recognize this is lifestyle. This is a lifestyle of when you see somebody with a cast at H-E-B, pray for them. Ask them, oh gosh, what happened to your arm? Pray for them. A simple prayer. Don't be afraid of it. Like we have to break off the fear of man so that we can fully step into and see the thing that God is burning on his heart to make manifest in our conversations, in our prayers with strangers, with people we know and love. There are people who will come to you and share you their hurts that I will never talk to. But they have access to you and the words that you can speak. And God says, if you open your mouth, I will fill it. That's scripture. If you know Jesus and you have said yes to him already, you know enough to lead somebody to Jesus, to introduce them. That's all you need. But we need people who aren't afraid to preach the gospel, the good news, and to let them know what he's done in your life. And I encourage you, if you're struggling with that, look at your timeline of your life and ask the Lord, show me, show me what you've done in my life. Help me remember, help me remember. When we sing some of these songs like we did this morning, that's where I go in worship. I go to the throne room with him because I'm so grateful and I'm thankful. Why? Because I remember where I was and what I didn't know before until I knew him. I don't know how the world gets through all of the stuff that comes in this life. We all have our suffering. We all have our stuff, but Jesus, but Jesus, but Jesus. And so that's why we go after healing and prophecy and words of knowledge and, and we activate the gifts. And it's not about any of the team that's up here or those on the microphone. It's about you and him. It's about you and him, Holy Spirit in you, activating you into the fullness of who you are. Your identity is found in him. Your purpose is found in him. Now, can you see a move of God coming? A great awakening that's happening, shifting, taking place. There's healing, signs, wonders, deliverances, all these things. If we don't understand it, if we don't have the word, we're not going to understand how do we partner when it's going to freak you out when stuff starts happening and you're like, is this Jesus? Is this God? Is this the devil? If you don't know, you got to grow in discernment. But you got to know the word and you have to know the spirit. You have to know Holy Spirit because sometimes he shakes things up. Sometimes he does things outside of our box. Sometimes he stretches us a little bit. And it's okay in our humanness sometimes. Our brain doesn't really understand what's happening. I don't know if you guys have seen that. When you pray for healing or you see a miracle and your brain goes, what? Your spirit's all excited. Like, what? But your brain's like, what? <laughs> right? There's sometimes a wrestle and a battle. But you take it back to the Lord. You take it back to the Word. He'll never contradict himself. But we don't want to lower the Word to our expectation. We want to raise our expectation and experience to the Word. This is the standard. The word is the standard. Amen. So um, I have a corporate word, but I'm going to wait to the end to release it um, as well. But I want to go ahead and we're going to go after healing this morning. And, and again, I want to say this. Healing might manifest over time. It may not happen instantly. That would be a creative miracle. A miracle happens instantly. But you might get healed when that miracle shows up, right? When Jesus prayed for people, many people got healed. They weren't partial healing. They were healed completely. But there were some where he prayed twice. I always use this as an example because there was a blind man. He prayed. I believe that he opened and healed him spiritually, his eyes, and then he was able to physically see as well. You study healing and look at all the different times Jesus encountered somebody. He's our standard, nobody else. Jesus encountered somebody, they were healed. Oftentimes when you see even in the book of Acts after Jesus was resurrected and gone, the apostles as they prayed, as they manifested, Holy Spirit showed up. There was what? Prophecy and tongues. The gifts showed up. Healing showed up. Miracle signs and wonders showed up. And people had an encounter with God. So that's what we want to do is we believe in the God who still heals today. So if you need a healing, I'm going to ask you to stand up right now. If you need a healing in your body, I want you to stand up. Jesus is in this room right now. He is present. He is in you and he's in the people around you. And he wants to heal you. It's everything that he paid for. It's everything that he wants for you in wholeness. But we have to step into a place of faith. So just by standing up, it's an act of faith. I believe. I want it, and he can do it. 
And no little thing, there's no little thing like a stub toe, he, he wants to heal it. The thing that you're, that you're used to, like having to wear contacts or glasses, he wants to heal it. He doesn't want you to be comfortable in less than what he paid for. But we contend, not in striving and performance, we contend by faith, by exercising the muscle of faith, by acting out what we do. So we will pray here in just a minute. We're going to release some, you have some words of knowledge. We have some words of knowledge. What is a word of knowledge? It's factual information I should not know about you. And oftentimes we'll get impressions or words in prayer or whatever that the Lord's like, this is what I'm on. This is what I want to heal right now. So you can take that, grab it as an act of faith, a confirmation of what he says he wants to do. So there's some men here that are dealing with low T, low testosterone, may not even know it. You have less energy than you're used to having. Those are the symptoms of it. But God wants to heal that today. And also um, chronic gastrointestinal problems. God wants to heal that. And if you guys have any words of knowledge, if you've had anything, feel free to share them with someone on our team, me, Chris, or, or um, Rob there or whatever too. Because we want to invite you guys as you're listening and practicing. Sometimes you can test by, you know, you didn't have an ache or pain until you came into the church building. That's usually a sign. Sometimes he'll tell you by what's going on in your own body. So is there anybody here that's been wrestling with, um, with migraines? I feel like there's been migraine issues that, that the Lord wants to heal this morning. Migraines, if there's battle with migraines, I know the Lord wants to heal that. And there's also tinnitus, tinnitus in the ear. The sounds, same person. Okay, he's got your number, Lyra. Um, anyone else t with tinnitus or ear pain? Okay, thank you, Lord. And so, um, uh, thank you, Jesus. Um, there's a, there's a, a lower in your lower back. There's a vertebrae that's out of alignment. I don't know if it's a bulging disc or something. Does anybody have that very specifically back and bulging disc? Thank you, Lord. Um, I, I, I feel the arches underneath my feet. I don't know if it's a bone spur or something. It could just be fallen arches, but there's something in the middle of the foot. Does anybody have that? Like a, a bone that didn't heal or something? Three people. Okay, good. So when we release those words of knowledge, you just stand by faith. The Lord wants to heal that. So just by me saying it, before we even pray, just by me declaring and, and Rob sharing, those of you who raise your hand that had those issues right now, I just want you to do an act of faith before we even pray and test it out. Do something that you couldn't do before, move it around, kind of get a gauge on where your flexibility or pain might be out if you can test it. Go ahead and test it out. That in and of itself is an act of faith, knowing that God's released the word of knowledge. Just go ahead and test it out for me. I'm just going to give you a minute just to kind of assess your body. And anybody here that had one of those things, do you notice anything different in your body yet? If you do, wave one hand at me like this if you feel like the Lord's touching you. Sometimes there's heat. There's one here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just one hand just says, I know God's doing something. I feel a difference right now. Something is shifting. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So now I'm just going to pray in general, corporately. Father, I just thank you for these words of knowledge being released and for every pain that is going on right now. Father, we just release healing in the room right now. We thank you that you are healer. We command all pain to go right now in Jesus' name and for restoration to come into every body. We command the spirit of infirmity to leave now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now just test it out for me. Test it out. Move anything around. You notice any difference if you can test it? That means move. You feel a difference at all? It's an act of faith just to test it out. Move your ankle, your foot, your back, whatever it is. Recognize where your pain level's at from 0 to 10, if it's shifted at all. Okay. Does anybody feel like it's gotten worse as we've been sitting here praying? Just saying. Okay. Good. So now, everybody else, you're the prayer team. So I'm going to give you some time. Go around. Everybody who's standing that needs prayer, I want every single person who's standing who needs prayer, raise your hand. And the minute you have somebody near you ready to pray for you, put your hand down. We want to make sure everybody has somebody to pray for them. Everybody come around. Let's be willing to step out just by faith. You don't have to worry. You're not the healer. There's no expectation on you. It's all on Jesus. It's all on Jesus. Raise your hand. If you don't have somebody, wave your hand at me. We've got two people over here. Two people over here, one in the back. There's two more over here, guys. Let's turn around and let's look around and let's find somebody to pray for. If you're willing to be activated and pray, simple childlike faith. Thank you, Lord. So just pray. 
We command that pain to go in Jesus' name. Speak to the pain. Speak to the issue, whatever it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What a Thank you, Lord. All pain go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Swelling go in Jesus' name. Inflammation leave in Jesus' name. We thank you. We bind up every spirit of infirmity and we cast it out in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Release your healing, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What did it? And I encourage you to test it out. Test it out. If there's something that you couldn't do before, be gentle. But if you couldn't bend something, try to bend it, lift it, move it. See if it's any better. Twist. Test it out. Do you notice a difference? If you notice a difference, wave one hand at me. Wave one hand at me. Thank you, Jesus. One, two, three, four. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if five, six. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you feel like it's completely gone, I want two hands in the air like this. Completely healed, two hands up in the air, and I'm going to ask you to come to the front to me. Come to the front to me, please. If you've got two hands in the air, it's completely healed, come on up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And go ahead and let's pray again. If, you, if, if nothing has shifted, go ahead and pray a second prayer. Like I said, even Jesus prayed twice. You're welcome to pray again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Tell us what happened, hon. So while we were praying, I was having shooting pain in my foot up through my leg, and it stopped. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, give him a clap offering. I have, um, like, mid-lower back pain, but as I was in prayer, I could on thank you jesus the pain's gone that matters everything matters thank you lord hi um, so i was in iraq so i had my heel blown off so um pray What number was the pain at before he prayed? If you would have, it was about a seven, and now there's no pain. And is there something you couldn't do before? You said you didn't have full range of motion. So what did it look like if you didn't have full range of motion? I could only do this, but now I can do this. Can you show us? Like before, like standing for a long time. Isn't that good? Come on, you guys. Total, complete healing. Total and complete healing. Jeremy. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I, stretch your hand out for me for Jeremy, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, that Jeremy is a called one. We thank you, Lord, that you've chosen him, Father. The, the man of peace, not just a man of war, but the man of peace. So I thank you for the restoration that is in his life, his heart, and his mind. It's just realigning everything in his body. God, I thank you that you're restoring and realigning things in his life right now. We tell it to come into order in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jeremy, for sharing. My uh, left hip my right my lower back 
pain's gone, so I'm declaring a, a healing. <laughs> Thank you. Something <laughs> you couldn't do before that you can do now? Can you bend your back, touch your toes? Like, is that something you couldn't do before without pain? I had pain. I didn't have any pain. So. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lord. That's what we mean by testing it out, you guys. Sometimes we have to actually show our brain that it actually happened. We have to kind of let our brain know, oh, this is actually real. And here's the thing I want to say to you. Any shift that you've had, any movement, any healing or whatever right now, I want you to really treasure it and steward it and own it right now so that you can build your faith to go, I know that I know that it's gone now. There is no pain. Sometimes you have to say that to yourself to retrain your brain even to go, there's no pain. I'm healed right now. It doesn't get to come back. It's not going to come back. I am whole and restored because the temptation is the enemy will want to come back in your ear and want to bring the pain back and be like, no, 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 no. Don't let it back in. You come into agreement with the wholeness and your healing. Same, does that make sense? So that you steward the healing. So you got to recognize, even if it tries to come back, and you go, no, I remember. I have the testimony. I know the pain was gone. And so that's where we lean in, and that's how we contend. Because sometimes there is some pains that will come and go, okay? So I'm just saying. And also, I need to always say this when we do healing. Going to a doctor, having medicine, surgery, all those things is not a second-class healing. Those are all ways that God uses all of it. Okay, he'll use all of it. But of course, we pray for plan A, for supernatural divine healing. We contend for that, of course. But it's okay if you have to do the other as well. Amen. Just want to make sure that that's very important that we always talk about that when we do healing. Now I'm going to ask the prophetic ministry team to go ahead and come on up with me. Um, we, we want to um, activate and encourage prophetic ministry in this house. What that means is, is you have the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit to hear the Lord. We believe that God still speaks today and that he can talk to you and he wants to talk to you. And so what we do is we just demonstrate a little piece of the puzzle that he gives us an encouraging word. Every prophetic word will exhort, bring comfort or edify you. It'll build you up. It'll draw you closer to the Lord, not to us, but to the Lord. And it's usually, usually it's a confirmation of something he has already been saying to you and showing you and saying, yep, that's me. But sometimes there's a new thing where there's an invitation Sometimes, um, I know for me, sometimes I'll get a word of knowledge that I didn't know. I'll think it's a prophecy, but it's a word of knowledge. So when people are on and they really nail a very something specific, that's usually because there's a word of knowledge in the prophetic word, right, to let you know. But sometimes a prophetic word might seem off because you're like, not it. The example I use all the time is because there was a time where I gave a word about somebody and says, oh, I see you painting. There's, I, I see art and creativity in you. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm not an artist. That's the last thing I do. And I was like, no, no, no. That was, I'm not talking about a word of knowledge. That's an invitation. And it can either be natural, like he wants to increase creativity and artistry in you, and you can go to Michael's and go buy some paint or whatever if you want, you know, in arts and crafts. But the point is, is, is there another interpretation of that, right? So there's the revelation that we get, but sometimes, and we'll give you our interpretation. Sometimes it's the interpretation that's off a little bit, right? And that's where you take it to the Lord. There's all the scriptures. There's more scriptures, not so much about us prophesying, but about you judging and testing the word and the spirit. It should edify you. It should encourage you. It should build you up here, and it can lean you in. And again, we activate our faith by stepping into the word, right? Like if, if, if I feel called to the nations and I feel like I'm called to missions or whatever it is, I should have a passport. If, if the Lord gives me a prophetic word about doing this or doing that, then I want to come in agreement and alignment with the word pray about that word, write it down, steward that word as if it was a very clear word of the Lord to you because it's usually a puzzle piece. We know in part and we prophesy in part. It's usually not the whole picture. I'm just telling you now, it's not usually the whole picture because he wants you to go on a journey with him, right? It's kind of like you know, when you did little you know, treasure hunts or you do Easter egg hunts or whatever when you're a little kid, all the eggs are in the grass. You just see them and you go. But as you get older, it's not fun to do that. Like you got to hide them right? Like it's got to be a mystery. It's got to be a seeking out. And that's what he says. If you seek me, then you'll find me, right? If you seek me with all of your heart. And so that's part of what he does. He doesn't hide it from you. He hides it for you because there's an invitation into encounter and relationship with him in these prophetic words. Now, prophetic words are also words of prophecy, meaning they can foretell or foretell what the Lord is doing in you now and future. So it's like if we went into a time machine in the, in the future and said, this is what I see is coming. We don't always know the timing of those things. So 
that's the other thing. I have words that took 10 years before they came to pass. I have other words that have yet to come to pass and it's been over 10 years. Some of them take place and they happen like within the week, right? And so we don't always know the timing. Um, sometimes we can try to give you an, an idea, but usually it's something, again, that we hand to you for you to steward so that you can pray into it, let it encourage you. If you don't get personally pointed out and prophesied over, don't be disappointed. Because if there's something that's released and it's stirred in your heart, you can grab it by faith and say, oh, that's speaking to me. In the same way that a sermon could speak to you or a message can speak to you, so can a prophetic word that's given to somebody else. You can grab hold of that. If it's not really for you, then it won't happen, right? But if it, if it stirs something in your spirit by faith, you're like, I like that word. That's a good word. And I feel that that, that, that one's for me as well. It's okay if we're talking to somebody over here and you feel it over here, right? By faith, childlike faith. Just notice how your spirit receives the word. Amen? All right. Ready? Who wants to start? All right. So the first uh, couple over here in the second row, like black shirt and gray shirt, yeah. I was over there during worship, and I felt like the Lord highlighted you. Um, what's y'all's name? And Mark? Georgia and Mark? Awesome. So sorry. I like to, like, see a little better. Um, so I saw fire and flames engulfing you, and I heard hungry. And so I really felt like the Lord was saying that whatever you ask, he's going to answer it. Like, I just see you guys pouring yourself into the word and asking questions. It reminded me of when I had questions about the book of Job. I was really like, what's going on in this? This doesn't seem fair. And so I got like three-fourths of the way through the book, and I told the Lord, I'm going to read this over and over again until I get my answer. And he knew I meant it, and immediately I heard from the Lord something that changed my entire look at him and who I was for the better. Um, and so I feel like he knows you guys are serious, that you're going to keep reading it over and over again or keep pressing it in. And so he's not going to waste your time and, you know, he's going to answer it right away. Um, so I just bless you that when you look for answers, they are given and they will change your paradigm of who he is and who you are for the better, that he is so good and that you already know he's good, but it's going to be a whole nother level that is going to shake your core. So I just I declare I see a shaking of the core. Uh, you guys have a good foundation, but there's some things that have been tacked on there by the world, and, and I just declare that it's going to shake off like little post-its. Like there's not much tackiness to it. So as soon as it starts shaking, they're going to just flutter off. And I just declare a new breakthrough for both of you and that you should be able to share those revelations with others. I see y'all coming into a season of expedited growth. We've just been that, and the intensity on your eyes shows that you have that potential. So be ready. It's a good time. Jacob, you were to me. Can you hear me? Um, I saw like this this house. Uh, seemed to have be little use, kind of like a dark image of a house. Kind of made me think of COVID when we were all forced to stay indoors. He's calling you outside. There's been opposition to try to keep the door closed and keep you inside. And I saw an image of his arm opening that door, reaching out, grabbing you by the hand, and pulling you out into sunlight. No more hiding. You do hear from him. You have permission. He talks to you. You hear him. Step up. He's calling you out. No more holding back. Uh, I have the insight of doing some Bible study, Jacob. And um, so I, I know how much knowledge God has given you. I know how wise you are, and I know that he's calling you into a new time of, of sharing that wisdom. I, I picture that scene where Jesus is, is um, left behind, and they go back and find him in the temple, and everybody's standing around him. The elders are all standing around him, and they're amazed. That's the next season in your life where older men and even younger men are going to hear what you have to say about him and 
um, they're going to be amazed at your insight, your wisdom, and will be blessed by it. So I, I bless you, uh, and I bless what God is doing in you right now. Jacob, I see you writing, and I see you journaling and having your Bible studies, and I see the Lord actually is going to start giving you interesting ways to tell stories um, to be able to release spiritual truths. And I don't know if you, like, do, like, the, like, uh, they're not comics anymore, what are they called? Graphic novels or whatever. I see you almost doing some stuff like that, too. Like, there's a different way that you're going to tell a story that's going to attract um, a different crowd that's going to be able to hear you. And so... I don't know. I'm not telling you to do this, but I'm just saying I really feel like there's some there's some curriculum or there's a story that you're going to be telling that's different and that's unique. And I don't know if it's something that's going to practically be passed on into the children's ministry in some way, but I do feel like you have an impartation for your generation and the next generation that there's a wisdom that's going to come from you. And it's not when you're older, not when you're 20 something, 30 something or whatever, but it's now that he's given you some things that he's birthed in your heart and there's journaling. And so I just see like there's a stewardship to actually write it down and to go and to put it plain, make it plain on paper um, and to be able to submit it to Erica or whoever so that you can actually impart the message that God's put inside of you. I feel like he's telling you that you have a message inside of you that you have lived out and that you have stewarded and it's going to bring breakthrough to people, very specific group of people that you're going to target because he's going to use the fruit from that life in that season, whatever that was to be able to break the enemy and the lies that he has had in that by you speaking forth, that breakthrough that's going to multiply into other people. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hi, Roy. So uh, in worship, I saw you in knight armor, uh, King Arthur knight armor, not Ephesians. Uh, I saw you have a shield, and it was yellow painted which is the glory of the Lord. And so I just saw you at a round table, and Jesus is obviously at the table, and that he's called you to bring people into the same knighthood that you're under, and that you are a man of honor, and people are going to know the king based off of how you are. And you are called to knight others, in Jesus' name. And I declare that over you, and it's going to be easy it's not going to be challenging because you're called to it from the Lord. Jesus' name. Yes. Um, and I saw protector, which kind of goes into that. Like, I see you as a general. Like, there's a, there's a position not just here on earth but in the kingdom that you're being elevated to. And like you said, it's, it's I see that too. It's going to be easy. There, there's certain giftings that, a leader carries and not everybody has those giftings and that characteristics and it's something that has been placed on you and so you I, I see you as a general in the kingdom so I just bless you with that um, I don't know if anyone to add, add on but I do have someone else okay um, the couple the lady with kind of curly hair and the man in the button-up shirt right over here Yes. <laughs> um, Y'all were just really highlighted me to me from the very beginning. And I just, I kept asking the Lord, I'm like, well, what, what is it? And I just got the word open door. And I feel like there's an open door, but the step hasn't been made. I don't know if there's a, a hindrance or whatever, but I feel that the Lord is opening a door and he's inviting you. And it says that if we seek, if we knock, um, but, but taking those steps forward. So um, I'm not quite sure if that means anything to you, but that's that's just the word that I got was just an open door that he is opening. It's open. It's already wide open. We just got to take that step forward of what he's calling you to do. So I just bless you in, in asking and pressing forward into what he's saying and that for both of y'all. Yeah, I can add to that. Um, I see the the open door, and I also see pathways, that pathway that leads to that door goes out to many other open doors. So it's not just one thing, but it's a series. It's a connection. It's it's a trail, if you would, um, all up and down the I-35 corridor for you. I don't know what that means, but that's what I'm hearing, is that God is opening up doors all up and down the I-35 corridor for you, especially, young lady. And um, you're going to see miraculous things, miracles and signs of wonder and wonders, and 
and God's going to use your hands to take those miracles to the people. So get ready for it. It's uh, God's going to take you on a big ride here. Michael Cutler. I hear, hi-ho, hi-ho, off to work I go. And I see you running off with your little pickaxe and all that and leaving Snow White behind. And then I see something change in your life. And God is showing me it's time for other people, other little dwarves, to come into your life and start running with you so that you're more the Snow White left behind and other people are going to start picking up and lifting you up and helping you. You've done a lot of hard work in your life. I don't know if it's a spiritual aspect or whatever, but God is taking you into a new level. He is taking you into a place of rest, and there are going to be other individuals that are going to surround you and make that difference. And we just declare that forward in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that time of rest, because even in that time of rest and being in you, there is a launching forward that is going to happen. And so I just thank you, Lord, for their family right now. I thank you for that time of peace. And I thank you, Lord, that what you've started, you're faithful to complete. I release the mantle of a father on you. Call you up. I just feel this silence. He's doing something on the inside of you right now. He's waking it up like never before. Lord, I speak to his spirit. I release fire. I release love. The father's heart. You are called to lead. You're called to bird. And you'll know what this means. You're called to be an elephant. When when I saw the pickaxe or whatever, um, the hi-ho, hi-ho, I actually saw you in the tunnels, in the mines with all the gemstones and you picking away at the gemstones because you know how to dig out the golden people. You know how to find the jewels and the gems in the dark places and the mysteries and the secret place. And I feel like the Lord has not only taught you how to do that and how to steward it well, it's like the archaeologists that have to go into and they dig in places. And, and it always baffles my mind to know, how do they know when to shovel hard and then when to, like, take out the little bitty brush? Like, like I, don't, I wouldn't know. I'd break something probably with a big pick first. You know what I mean? But, but he has trained you well to know when to use what tool and at what time and in the right measure and the right way. And that there's a time sometimes to bring out a hard shovel and to dig real big or a pickaxe to go hard. But then there's also the time to do the soft little brush to make sure that something is really when you call out the treasure and you call out the things that are stewarded. And so I really feel like the Lord's given you a shepherd's heart. And so I affirm that with the, with the fathering calling in you. But there's a shepherd inside of you because a shepherd has to know not only how to lead and how to steward and bring in the others, but, but to multiply that as well. And you're going to impart that to other people. And that's why when he said father, that's what fathers do. They multiply. But I actually believe that there's a tenderness inside of you that knows how to steward the heart really well. So there's like an inner healing piece that he's given you that he's begun to, to unlock inside of you in a greater way. And he's done some inner healing for you, but he's given you eyes to see things that other people can't see. Oh, so that you'll be able to know how to speak to it you won't always go directly at it. You might be going around it to get to that place, right? If there's a tender place or whatever, he's going to show you what tool to use when, when to go hard, when to go soft. And that's, that's part of the ministry. That's part of the things that he has called you into in this season. So thank you. Um, so the couple, second to last row, blue shirt, yeah, gentlemen. And the, yeah, that's you guys. Yeah. When she said, button up and wavy hair I thought she was talking to you guys at first I was like oh I was gonna so it's funny that y'all both kind of have the wavy hair and button up um so you guys yes um I kind of kind of funny I heard Amish and hippie um and so I was like all right Jesus and he said they couldn't be further apart um but they're mine and so I feel like you two may have very different personalities but you're you know his and you guys work together. And I feel like the Lord was saying that you guys are going to collect people from 
very different personalities, very different backgrounds. Like, they have nothing in common except for you two. And you two are going to bring them in and make them a family and make them whole, pour into them, show them that they're worthy of love. So I feel like you guys have a mantle of love that people feel accepted when they're in your presence. And no matter where they come from, no matter what they believe, that you guys bring them in and love on them well. And so I just want to declare that an even greater portion, that that door would be open right now. So even if that hasn't happened before, it's gonna, you're going to start like going to work and going to grocery stores and people are just going to start talking to you. And you're going to be like, bro, I don't know who you are. But they're one of yours. And I thank you, Father, that you're going to just declare love over them. You're going to show them what acceptance really looks like. So I thank you, Father, for this couple. And what's your all's name? Sorry. Eugene and Ubo. I'm going to try and say that name. But awesome to have you all here, and I hope that blessed you. Okay, um, Ronnie, when you were up there worshiping today, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, with all of your family and everything that you have, he said, that song, The Blessing, is literally a declaration over your life. And he wants, during your quiet time, for you to be declaring this into your family. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless me and keep me. Make his face shine upon me. And be gracious to me. The Lord turn his face towards me and gives me peace. The Lord, uh, may his favor be upon me and a thousand generations and my family and my children and their children and their children. May his favor be upon me and a thousand generations and my family and my children and their children and their children. And we just declare that over you right now. You have not only your own children, but you have many spiritual children. And we just speak that blessing over your life right now. And remember just to declare that into your life. Uh, Ronnie, I, I definitely see all of that over you and Debbie. I see a thousand generations of children and their children and their children and their children serving the Lord, loving the Lord, and it's because of your faithfulness to him, the two of you, Debbie and Ronnie. And while we were singing that, um, there were angels in this room, and they were dancing around all the couples in this room. Um, I don't know if you've seen that scene in, in The Chosen, the, the, Can the wedding at Cana, where they're dancing around in a circle. Well, they were doing that over your heads around all of the couples in this room. And I was focused on the, the new brides and grooms over here because they were all sitting together. And there was a big party around them. But it was around every couple in this room. And they were singing that over us and laughing and touching you in the head. And they, I'm just telling you that there there's an anointing for marriages and for for your families and their children and their children and their children there was something very special going on during that song today and i want you to all reach up and grab a hold of it for your families because it's here that anointing is still here in this room those angels are still here in this room asking you to accept the gift that they have to give to you in jesus name I have a new word for Tristy. When I saw you today, I just heard the word twist. And the twist that I kept getting was 2 Peter 3.8. Year is like a thousand, or a day is like a thousand. A thousand. The time you spend with him is precious. And it doesn't have to be long for you to go low and go deep with him. He sees you. You were also highlighted to me, but the word that I kept hearing is hope. He wants to renew your hope, positive expectation of future good, and he's for you. He sees you. Right now, 
and I declare this, that as you sleep, as you dream, as you seek him, new strategies are going to be downloaded into you on how to pray, how to declare, how to move, how to dance with the Holy Spirit, and how to see those things that are most burning in your heart come to pass. He's going to show you a path. So I declare hope over Hope over you. He sees you. He walks with you. When you're weary, he carries you. All right, so the gentleman in the purple shirt next to Daniel, awesome. So I saw you, and I, um, yeah, I assumed it was that. Okay, I was like, I'm just guessing because Daniel's sitting right next to you. Um, what's your name? Tim? Awesome, nice to meet you, Tim. Um, so I heard Nehemiah. Uh, I don't know if you know, in the Bible, uh, the, the Israelites were trying to rebuild Jerusalem's walls. They kept getting attacked. They tried this for years upon years upon years and then Nehemiah heard about it and he was like I'm gonna get some help from the king the king blessed him actually he was sad the king said why are you sad he's like oh my people can't build a wall and he's like you know what? I'm gonna give you all the supplies I'm gonna give you all the security you know to get the supplies there and you're gonna go ahead and do that and he did it in 52 days and so I see you as like a right-hand man of the king like I see you as a right-hand man not only here physically on this earth of very powerful and wealthy people, but also of the Father God. I see you serving him, like, because he was a cupbearer of the king. So he was right there next to the king checking everything was good before he handed it to him. And I see you checking things so well with such a high level. Like, I'm not going to give this to someone for them to say redo it. Like, you, you have such a high standard, and the Father sees that. And he says, you're doing this work for me. You might think it's for people, but this is for me. And so I just see him giving you supplies, giving you security, because he had to give him, like, armored guards to make sure all the supplies got there. And I see him doing that for you, that you're untouchable. And so I just, whatever it is that your heart desires, whatever has made you sad, like, I wish I could fix this. I wish I could do this. This part upsets me that it hasn't been fixed yet, hasn't been done yet. Do it. Like, just ask, and it will be given. And so I just want to bless you that thing. I want to thank you because I just feel like you're such a wonderful worker for the Lord and for this earth. Like, I feel like you bless people just by being who you are. So I just want to thank you for being who you are. Yeah, the Lord says that you're a man of excellence, uh, that you're a man of excellence, and that's where the high standard comes from is because you have the Father's eye. That you have the Father's eye, the ability to see what he sees and to know when things are out of order and what needs to be put into order. And you have the ability to make things right. And so um, there, there are sometimes a gift of being able to tear something down to be able to rebuild it back up again to make it right. And so when something's not right, it's going to bother you because it's going to make like you're going to twitch a little bit because, because you're the person who brings in order. And I feel like he's actually sending you into new territory. There's a new project or new land or new territory or a new job, something that's coming that's new right now. That is the reason why he's putting you in that place is because you're the man of excellence for that time and that season and that place for you to bring it into order. And there's going to be some things that are going to be difficult because you're going to have to tear them down to rebuild them up. And I hear it right now. It's almost like when a bone has been broken, you have to reset it. It hurts, but it's what has to happen in order to be healed. And so I feel like there's going to be something there that may be a difficult thing, but you're the right man for the right job to do it because in the end, it's going to be better than where it was and so he's sending you into that place and that project that season whatever that is to bring order to it because you have his eye and he's highlighting that very specifically that you have the ability to see things from his perspective not from man's perspective and to not apologize for that and not let anyone else um, speak against that because he's given you his eye and his eye is on you but he's given you his literal eye to see from his perspective and his point of view and that's why sometimes things will frustrate when you're a person of excellence is because it's not about perfectionism. It's about excellence because you see from the king's perspective how it ought to be. And he's going to actually empower you. As she said that, he's going to start bringing you like the camels are coming. I just heard the camels are coming to bring into to everything that is needed to be able to build the next thing, what's coming. And, and people are your greatest resource, not just the stuff. It's the people. And Nehemiah had the ability to call people who were loyal. They weren't skilled craftsmen, but they were loyal and they were willing to be assigned the job. And so you have the ability to delegate and to be able to make sure to set the boundary between what needs to happen 
and the timing in which way that's going to happen. And in fact, there's going to be a multiplication and an acceleration on that. What couldn't be done in decades, he was able to do in 52 days. So acceleration is on you to be able to do the thing as well. So thank you, Lord. All right. So Roy's daughter, Pom Pom Friend, wearing Pom Pom Friend. You know that's the name of the character on your shirt? Build your sister shirt. What was your name again? Adriana, because I know I met you Wednesday. Yeah, she stole your shirt, and then here we go. Okay, so Adriana, I um, heard that the old will become new. And so I feel like there was a hobby or a sport or something that you loved, like as a kid. I don't know whether COVID destroyed it or you just gave up on it or moved or something happened. Okay, move, mom said. So something happened, you had a hobby that you loved, and he said the old will become new, and it was reminded me of the Hello Kitty shirt because it used to be really popular, and then it kind of came back, right? And it came back, and everyone loves it. So I just want to bless you that whatever it is that you love, love it again because he put it there for a reason. It's the joy, and it's the spark inside of you, and it has actually a lot to do. It's going to set you up for your future. Like there's things that you're going to learn in that that you're supposed to have. So I just bless you. Bring it back. Come alive. Come alive again. I just thank you. Bless. So while she was prophesying over you, I saw um, deliverer. I saw um, a deliverance ministry in your future. I don't know if it's right now, but he's given you a very strong discernment of spirits. You're able to tell right from wrong, good from bad. You get ucky feeling whenever someone um, comes into the room that is not really a good person. You can sense all of that. And it helps you when you do, um, when you do come into that feeling, when you get that feeling, it helps you make right decisions, godly decisions. And the people that God is going to bring into your life in this season are going to look to you for advice. They're going to need your spiritual understanding of what's going on around them. You are able to feel and sense. I think you're a feeler rather more than a seer. Um, you're able to feel the, the things that are going on around you, but you have a very powerful giver, a gift for deliverance ministry, for helping people Get, get set free from the chains that Satan has put on to them. And, and um, I really hope that you'll step into that. The only one that can stop you from stepping into that is you, because Satan can't. I can just see it. Like, there's been a shaking. And um, so I feel like, but that you've held fast. So when, in Hebrews, it says, hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering, knowing that he who promises is faithful and shaking does come and there's been a shaking and you felt like that shake but you have you've held on no matter what and so I feel that that it's about to come to an end and that he's going to show you those promises that he's told you he's going to he's faithful he's he's faithful to those promises and they're coming um I don't know if we have any more but I do have a, a corporate okay so <laughs> specifically the army, like, I just saw that there's, there's people wearing these greens, and so it was just highlighted to me, and, and specifically the army greens, but there are some other shades. I see, I see the other shades over there, and I just feel like what comes to my mind is, is growth and something new. I feel like there's a new branch. That's something that you haven't thought about, but the Lord is, is growing a new branch, and you're going to be taking lead in those areas. I see, I see a line behind y'all. As you um, take step forwards into this new area that the Lord is leading you to, and it's something that you never even thought about, but it's growth. It's growth that is about to happen, and he is advancing y'all to take that step with him, and there's going to be a line behind you. Like, I see it like almost, almost like Pinocchio, except it's the truth instead of a lie that, that's growing, and it's just going to keep coming. As you keep speaking that truth, it's going to keep growing and growing, and that line's going to get bigger and bigger. And y'all are marching to the kingdom. Also a corporate word. 
I saw a land of lightning rods, and the Lord is infusing his conduits or his lightning rods with power. And each and every single one of you, I don't know how it works, but there's magnetism that happens when electricity hits something. And there are going to be people who are magnetized, each and every single one of us. And you're going to have the power to walk them through whatever it is. And this is an odd time because I feel like the Lord's saying, test me in this power. And each and every single one of us needs to have the boldness to go, God, I'm willing to pray what you want me to pray, even if it sounds crazy. And it's just a new season of this. And I encourage you, test him on this one. And I'm so nervous saying that. So I just declare that over you, that each and every single one of you is a lightning rod for the kingdom of heaven. And that each and every single one of you will do mighty exploits in the name of Jesus. And the last thing I have, um, and really kind of the message for the day, I feel like, is really out of Romans 12. I feel like the Lord is going to release a new move um, that's going to come quickly. There's going to be suddenlies that are going to happen. There are going to be suddenly shifts. There are going to be suddenly new things. There are going to be sudden blessings. There's going to be sudden outbreaks of things. Um, and it's going to come on a faster, bigger scale than I think we're even prepared for on many levels. He's preparing us, but that's part of why we do what we do with these encounter services that you guys are going to be seeing miracles, signs, and wonders and know how to step in. You're going to be seeing things manifest before you, and you're the only one there that's going to know how to say something, how to do something, how to pray. And literally, I've had different testimonies and things that have happened. For example, I know somebody who was at the ER for another reason, and someone came in, and the person was dying, literally was choking. They literally died on the floor, and the Lord had that person get up from the waiting room, get up, and begin to declare life over that person until the spirit of death to come off them and to raise the dead. And it happened, and then she ran out of the thing into the parking lot freaking out because she had no idea what was going on. But I'm going to tell you there's going to be times and situations like that. The Lord's going to put you in the place to be the person, to speak the words, to pray the prayer. And it's not about you. It's going to be just open your mouth, and he will fill it. But you're going to declare and decree a thing, and it will be established. And I feel like those of you right now, especially who have gone through a particular season of betrayal, offense, hurt, there's been some soul wounding that has taken place, and I feel like the Lord wants to make sure that you, those hidden places in the rooms of your heart that I was talking about before and the hidden secret places in the closet, wherever that is, the junk drawer, right? Like that's the stuff he wants to clean up and heal up so that he can fully prepare you for what's coming. He wants to prepare you. And so I want to read to you Romans 12. I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. This is the transforming work of the gospel. It's also about your role in the body of Christ and transformed relationships. To me, Romans 12 is about the unity of the body as one. We are one with Christ and we need to be one with one another. Beloved friends, what should our proper response to God's marvelous mercies be? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total transformation, a total, sorry, reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride, and I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance, but instead honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement, and then you will see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. In the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function, and so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ, and this means that we are all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the others. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, activate your gift by using the proportion of faith that you have to prophesy. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. 
If you have the grace gift of meeting, of giving to meet the needs of others, then may you prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. And if you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them and eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Speak blessing, not cursing, over those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in the spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking you're too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scriptures say, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. And if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness. For your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for your spirit. I thank you, Lord, for your way is good. Your will is perfect. And so I thank you, Father, for the feast that you've laid before us today as we have feasted upon your presence. Lord, I ask that you just release a multiplication of blessing, Lord, to each and every person at the sound of my voice, that they would receive the ironic blessing, Lord, that they would receive it as kings and priests unto our God, and that we would go and pour forth the blessing as you show us, Lord, the people that you have in front of us to love and to serve and to minister to well. Lord, I thank you that you are good, you are kind, and you are faithful, and we go out in joy with our hearts full and overflowing. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you, family. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynv.com.